Hello, 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 and welcome back to Artistic State of Mind, episode eight, season four. I'm Chabake, and for the second episode in a row, I'm joined by Miss Satya Sadias. <laughs> you keep <laughs> government out here. <laughs> We're going to cut this. No, we're not. Because <laughs> people who heard it last week don't know that. No, 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 no. Because first you got my partial government name right. Yeah. And now it's full, full. And now it's full. I, you went to do like research and mm-hmm. like background check and stuff like that. CRB. No. Let the people know no. again who you're hiding from. Don't have my government name out here. Shush, man. <laughs> okay, Mr. Chama K. Yeah, exactly. That's not my government name. Don't worry <laughs> about that. <laughs> Welcome everyone. How you doing, Satya? I'm good. Thank you for having me once yes. again. I hope I did a good job last time. You did, you did. That's why we had you back, didn't it? Okay, sure. Otherwise, it would be no. Hmm. Are you sure you just weren't desperate? Ah, 50-50, <laughs> innit? Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, obviously, as you can tell, uh, Juliana is not here for a second week. She has, you know, she made a movie over the weekend. Of course she did. Yeah, so she made a movie over the weekend and I believe she is back to script writing again. So she's not just, you know, starting off like I was when I was on holiday. <laughs> no, she's, she's actually on her working. Grind. She's on her grind. She's working very, yeah. very hard, uh, getting too little sleep. Um, but hopefully, I know for sure that what she's working on is going to be worth sharing yeah. with all of the ASOM fam. So, Jules. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Yes, you You're are. You're doing amazing. You're killing it, sis. Can't wait to see the film. Can't wait to see the script you've written, to read it, and for you to talk about it on the show. It really makes me happy that we, like our generation, Mm. black generation, like we're going out now and doing things that we're passionate about. Yeah. It's not just about surviving or just doing like, you know, the grind and Mm -hmm. mundane work, but things that we're actually passionate about. I think if you have a passion, you are so fortunate to know what you're passionate about. And pursue it. And pursue it. On whatever level. And and like have that privilege. It's also a privilege. It is a big time privilege. I feel like this is a privilege to be honest. Every two weeks I come and talk for an hour about... Honestly, the shit that I like. That's a bit wild to me. Yeah, we're, like, living, we're living, we're living good. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice, and it's not on some pirate radio. <laughs> <laughs> I know shook that up and took come and shut it oh down. Oh god, I can't remember. The, I can't remember the last time I listened to the radio. Those pirate ones. That's the thing is, I, I don't even still pirate radio stations anymore. Because no, what? What's no, the point? But no. what's the point? authenticity and just like wow, sometimes know. it's not about being authentic but, but sometimes just to, living your free life it used to annoy me what pirate oh my god just play the bloody song yeah you're doing all this rapping and talking over the song oh yeah 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 because yeah. obviously you didn't have to abide <laughs> by no types of rules oh it seems that way yeah 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 obviously. oh why didn't know that no but they don't have to abide by anything and they can thought, do what they want obviously the, thought, the rules of radio play don't... i just thought they would just love talking over the fucking song yeah but that was also part of it as well oh Lord, that was also part okay. of it um, yeah. But Sachi, how has your have you been the last that fortnight? Um, I've been good. I was a bit sick the other day. Okay, um, infectious. No, it's not infectious. Good. Um, just been about went to see. I went to the cinema. I think. Oh yeah, what did you see? Oh yeah, crap. no wait. Okay, that was maybe the last time I was here. Oh wait, were well, you going to say you saw in, in, Into the Spider Verse? <laughs> I was trying to figure. I see something else in the cinema. You chatted about that already, love. <laughs> yeah, I did. But, Up yeah. to speed. Um, just. Yeah, just keeping up with Brexit work. All the oh time. my God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's politics. You're, 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 you're angry that you're here, innit? You want to be watching Brexit. You want to yeah, be watching like, Brexit. You know, they're having the Commons vote right now. Guys, what I tell you, you should, if you like politics, if you care at all about <laughs> politics, follow Satya on Twitter. This is the most politically, I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually be nice. She's one of, if not the most politically clued up person I know. You think so? 
though. Yeah. Well, that's that's the you know you don't know many people then. Raw. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, and this is this is what I'm getting. Don't be nice. Do you know what? Don't wow. be nice. Wow. Be kind. Wow. Wow. Okay. You know what? No, Forget I do, it. I do like my politics. She ain't got lie. a clue what's going on I out did, here. I did European studies at, at school. Did you? Yeah. I never. Yeah. That actually makes uni, a lot of sense. Uni, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I never thought I'd be in a position where we're just talking about European politics like yeah. that because it's so niche. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm loving it. Now I can you flex a little bit. The little bit that. A little bit. No, no, sorry. The little bit I actually retained at uni, yeah, from uni. Nah, my I girls, can flex low-key, you know? My girls, of all the people I follow, I think the only people I know who tweet more about Brexit are literally affiliated to the to the Labour Party. So it's uh, like in their vested interests I don't to talk do, about I it. I don't do party politics. Yeah, I don't do party politics. I'm also not British, so I don't mm. vote here. So, but I just... But is, you don't vote because you don't have... You don't... Because you can't vote or you choose I, not to vote. I don't... Well, I can't vote, but I don't... Can you not vote? Would I would I vote if I could? Rah. I vote local elections, Illegal. mayoral elections, and stuff like that. But I'm Portuguese, so I don't vote. Yes, I don't know how all that works, to be honest. If you're if you're not a British national, you don't vote. Did you so you didn't get a vote in the referendum? I did not, no. Oh. So and, wait, hold on. And that are you, and that burned me. That's are you them people that have to pay sixty five oh now don't have to pay sixty five pounds? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Oh wow. <laughs> no, Look how the government has <laughs> you up. <laughs> So guys, drinks on Saturday. I've got when we got when we got into the bar. Sixty five. I wasn't. I was. I was gonna pay it. No, actually, I wasn't gonna pay it. I wasn't gonna pay it. Okay. Because if you mine's have, a double rum and lemonade. Because by if the way. you have shut up, if you have um, indefinite leave to remain, yeah, you don't pay. Well, hold on. So EU nationals have to do the whole leave to remain thing. Because I remember when me and my fam had to do the leave to well, remain. We, you get it automatically. Oh, you lot get it automatically. Mm. Oh, if no, you, well, we if you're here for a long for long enough, you get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Home office, home office sends you a letter like, yeah, you, now you have indefinitely. Oh, to no, they, they they had it in. So one of my, my old Zambian passports yeah. still has the leave to remain thing in they there. They sent us, um, they sent us like a letter. They sent my yeah. mom a letter. They were like, yeah. You can you stay. You can stay. And you, you your good. kids. <laughs> you good. I don't know if my one is lapsed because I did live in Spain, but I don't know. Well, such as going to be the point. <laughs> it was nice knowing the you. The thing is, yeah, I'll be like, just run me my money and I will leave. No, okay. Like, I will actually leave this place. Okay. But yeah. This time I'm pumping into Portuguese people saying, nice, nah, dead out there. But you know what? Go, innit? No, Portugal is dead if you're from Portugal. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. But I'm not anymore. You know, I've lived most of my life here, so... Mm. It's, okay. it's a little bit different. I'll be treated more like an expat. Even though you are Portuguese. Even though I am Portuguese. Anyway, enough po- <laughs> political talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, Sasha will get into that element right now. No, man. this is artistic state of mind. Exactly, I've come here not to artistic do a job. state of politics. I'm on job now. Come. Yeah, on job. <laughs> I think she's on BBC News app right now. <laughs> I'm actually not. Don't lie. You're, you're, you're itching. Your finger's itching for it. I'm actually not, but I will be keeping up with the, oh, with the votes. I know you will. With the Commons votes. I know you will. So, what's the downbeat? What is the downbeat? What's the downbeat? This is our latest news in music, film, television, and theatre. Uh, so, this is a bit of a follow-up, actually. This first bit of news from yeah. our last episode. We're yeah. talking about what to do with R. Kelly. Um, and essentially, it was what? Stop listening to his music. Yeah. But how you do that. So, Spotify have come up with a new feature. Um, it's not been rolled out to all phones yet, because... Uh, I haven't seen it. Is yet, it because we're, we're Android? Android. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not an Android yet. We're the brokies, apparently. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, it's the new mute feature. What do you think? I was actually looking for it on, like a couple of days ago. So, what, what do you think about this? I was so, basically, for it. it allows you to basically block an artist, like, to, 
yeah, that's it. I like how you block people on Twitter, you can block sim- an artist. I think it's more symbolic mm. than anything. I think, um, I don't know, how, how would you like, oh, are you like accidentally listening to someone you don't like? How does mm, that work? Mm. Is it maybe like through a playlist mm. that... If, if that artist is on that playlist, then mm. you can mute that artist and it won't play in the so playlist. So I think, I think, yeah, I think that's what it is, that they won't... That's a good point because Spotify yeah. is a... Yeah, because what I'm saying is... You choose what you listen I to. Just, I just... I think the way it works, I think they just won't come up like mm. um, as suggestions. Yeah. I don't think you can literally do much apart from... Just, you know, okay, you mute them, but yeah. it's symbolic. And Spotify, it is symbolic. And Spotify is like, obviously, they're listening to the culture. They're looking mm. at recent events and they're just trying to, like, capitalize off that. It's playing, it's playing into yeah. this, like, I, I totally agree with it's that. It's pandering. There it? we go. That's a better <clears throat> word for it. It's pandering. And um, it doesn't stop you hearing that artist on a track that they're featured on. So, so kind of they can actually see you seep through the cracks very easily. Especially, and, like, some of the artists, I think... So somebody showed an example and one of the, uh, I, I saw an article, this is like last week that said Nicki Minaj was one of, if not the most blocked artists or muted artists since that thing came out, which I didn't expect to I be honest. I don't know if I quite believe that. She's not yeah, that annoying. Neither did I. Yeah, but you know what? To our demographic, she's not that annoying. Mm. Um, well, I mainly ignore her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but someone like her, She's a very, very heavily featured artist. She's she a lot of artists. She's featured queen. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. in a lot of different genres as well. So, mm-hmm. like, what's somebody in blocking Nicki Minaj on, on Spotify? You're going to hear her on yeah. a Little Mix track mm-hmm. or flipping Justin Bieber track. You'll hear her in all types of places. So, yeah. it's a bit, it's, it's it's symbol- a bit somewhat. It, it's symbolic. Yeah. About, you know. it's, it's marketing nonsense. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, festivals. Yeah, so this is my little segment. So, mm-hmm. This week is festivals galore. January, yeah, yeah. they're coming for your wallet. They are really, yeah. <laughs> they're coming for every pound you have. Mm-hmm. So, first festival lineup that we've seen announced is Oh My, OhMyMusic.eu. Mm-hmm. And it's an Amsterdam. <coughs> it's an, well, that's the website. It's in I know, Am- this is funny. <laughs> it's in Amsterdam. And that's the 29th of June, 2019. And they're sold out. I don't really know the lineup. Let me try and see the lineup. I haven't really have a, had a proper look. Uh, okay, here's the lineup: Meek Mill, Lil Baby, never heard of that person. Tory Lanez, Jackie's, <laughs> Broder Leaf Day. That's probably someone Dutch. SFB, Poke, Young Ellens, and Josulvio, and many more to come. So that's the lineup. Um, the second festival is that's been around for ages. Yeah. Wireless. Last time I went was 2015. I think mine was even before that. I think who? I've been once. That was like 2013 or something I'm trying like to remember that. who was headlining at mine. My dad was... Um, I went the day that Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake were headlining. I saw Nas that same day as well. Wasn't that 2015? Wait, do you know what? I think no, no, was, no, no. That was. I'm trying to work out my... Because I went to see... No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was before. Who did I see? That. I know, I, don't know. I, know Mary J. <laughs> I know Mary J. Blige was there. Mary J. Blige done it. Oh, to be fair, everyone's um, not Chance the Rapper. Um, Childish Gambino was there. Okay. Yeah, that he wasn't was, the year he I was, went. He was fire, but I can't yeah. remember who. who I can imagine who. Who was, was the headliner? Good. Don't remember. Probably Drake. No. no but, you know, but you know Drake's always a feature. This yeah, one, exactly. There. He's always there. Always yeah. headlining. So, this Isn't that sold out? Wireless. It's probably sold out. Sold out in like stupid amount of time. Everyone everyone on the TL talk about wireless. Yeah. Uh, ah, I remember seeing like a, little, like a little draft mm-hmm. headline kind of... Um, 
uh, poster. Oh no, they probably announced it. Like they announced it on uh, Capital Extra. No, but then like, but before it was announced. Oh, on see, Extra, okay, I remember okay, seeing, like, okay. The draft okay. email, whatever it was. Yeah. Um. So Friday, Mi- Migos and uh, Cardi B. Uh, Cardi B. I headlined on the same yeah. day. So Cardi B. Well, she, she's got to keep her baby daddy on the leash, doesn't mm, she? Mm. Oh, sorry, her husband. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Friday the fifth of July is mm-hmm. Cardi B and Migos. Yep. Tory Lanez, LMA, Tiger, such and such and. Oh such. yeah, your best mate. <laughs> What I love your, how you just slide, slide What is your problem? I don't feel I ain't got a problem I'm not the one with a problem <laughs> I don't feel animosity towards her like that I just find her monotonous, okay? Um, That's why you tweet that you hate her <laughs> Saturday the 6th of July It's Travis Scott Which mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing Travis Scott Same Future, no Lil Uzi Vert no, no, You don't want to see a bit of Future? Nah I'm Become good. baby mama I'm, number I'm 17. Very, I'm very good. Sure. And Sunday, the uh, 7th of July, is ASAP Rocky, Ray Strummond. Like, Ray Strummond hasn't had a hit since 2015. Yeah, but. Little baby. I don't know who. The, who is this little baby person? I feel like I know who little baby is. I feel like if you hear little baby, you know who little baby. I just is. feel like. I just think of little. Is it bird? No, I just think You're of thinking man. of baby. Oh, yeah. Little baby and baby. That's are not what I'm thinking about. Yeah, little baby, baby and baby are not the same. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, that sold out. Um, people actually brought uh, bought tickets before the lineup was announced. Yeah, which to you me guys is... like living on the edge. Yeah, that's living wild. That's living very wild. And finally, for the festivals, it's Afro Nation. Um, so Afro Nation will be in Portimão. Mm-hmm. Say that again. Portimão. Oh, look at that showing off. Algarve, uh, Portimao. Oh, hold on, how do you say Algarve? Algarve. It'll be in the Algarve. <laughs> it's <the> Algarve. <laughs> now, one more time, one more time. Algarve. Algarve. Yeah, it'll did be... Did I get it right? <laughs> yeah, you did, actually. Now yeah. I'm going to well, flex. Well done. I'm going to flex. And it's um, Afronation. Oh, wow. I'm actually on the website and I can't see the website anymore. So, I don't know what's going on. But... It's supposed to be from the 1st to the 4th of August, 2019. Um, it's going to have... Is it Davido? Is that how you say his name? Davido, yeah. Davido. Um, so I had the O2 the other day, didn't he? Wizkid. Yeah, he was here. Wizkid. And I'm doing this from memory, guys, so I can't see the website anymore. Um, the, the, uh, Burner Boy. <laughs> A Burner Boy. Why can't you say these people's names? <laughs> Properly. I'm trying to how remember. Can you know, how can you not say I don't listen to any of these people, so I'm trying to remember. You don't listen to Davido and Burner Boy. No. Everyone listens to Davido no, and Burner Boy. It's like, that B, is it? That B Young? Young. Yeah, oh, it's B Young. Huh? <laughs> like, Aroma eyes heavily at B Young. Heady, Heady One is going to be there. Um, oh, B Young. Who else? Like, people from the UK, but I just can't really name them because I don't listen to that kind of like genre of music, as I've said. So, yeah, festivals galore. Um, so it's gonna be tight. I'm definitely gonna go Afro Nation. Yeah. Because I'm gonna combine it with Algarve. like Yeah, Algarve. I'm gonna keep it as a gonna combine going home, seeing mm. seeing family, and then heading off to, and going on holiday with my family. And then I'll go to um the south with my girls. Yeah. yeah. Okay, nice little chip. How is life? No chicken. No, no, you're not. Uh, no, you're not. Um J. Cole, new song. I actually haven't. It's decent. <laughs> you know what? I have. It's a decent. It's a de- it's decent. I just saw that he dropped a new song. My nah, brother nah, nah, informed me decent. of it. It's I was decent. like, I will check it out. You should do. And I'm I think, making my song of the week, even though I already have one. It's probably the precursor to his album that's going to come out. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Middle Child is called. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll have a listen. And finally, um, in music news, <clears throat> Justice Smollett was attacked um, 
in the States. Yeah, terrible um, news. He was, he was attacked, attacked brutally. And from what I've been seeing, mm. um, it's been reported that the people that attacked him, like two or three men attacked him, yelling out um, racial and homophobic slurs. Um, they also had paraphernalia. They also had like ropes and stuff like that. Mm. And I think they tied him up. I think they tried to choke him with a rope. So essentially so like, rem- reminiscent of a lynching. So a noose, basically. Yeah, yeah. reminiscent of, <clears throat> of a lynching, yeah. And reportedly he was there was also an unknown chemical substance poured on him. Yeah. Um reports are that he's in the hospital and that he's in good condition. Mm. I imagine that he's shaken up and I yeah. wish him a speedy recovery and yeah, I hope they sure. get the people who did this, who are responsible for this. Pre- for sure. I don't know how much this matters, but um, apparently, it was by people wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah, it. Um, don't want to dwell on it too too much, but people say it doesn't matter. It's not representative. It does matter because when you have a um, a presidency and a political regime and an environment that doesn't denounce or actively supports or partakes in hate crimes, in in well, in divisive language, yeah. in clear othering of its own citizens. Then you basically um, you basically give a green light yeah. to people to commit hate crimes in the belief that actually me and the president of my country are in line. Like he believes the same thing as us. Yeah. If you go, don't denounce a um, if you don't denounce supporters who are violent and racist, then you support them. They believe it's sanctioned by the president. Well, that's it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what are you going to do? Um, um, America's all, it's been a mess. It's been a mess since its inception. But, mm. like, we're supposed to be progressing. and they it's, seem, it's definitely and, a nation that's going backwards. Yeah, they seem and to be even regressing. Even if you look at the details of yeah. this, this attack, yeah. it's very reminiscent it, of... It was someone preemptively... Yeah. Someone preemptively, you know, planned this attack. Yeah. And, um, and it's not... Those that methodology of that attack is definitely something oh, that absolutely. is and uh, meant to represent something. There's another element America's that people past, were trying yeah. to separate his blackness, you mm. know, away from the overall like oh the fact that he's gay. Mm. Separate from the internet, you can't because he's both black and, and gay, gay at yeah, the same time. Yeah. You can't he can't be black first, yeah, and gay second. Yeah. You know? So if you're shouting racial efforts and. Mm. Homophobic slurs. Then his attackers know that. Yes. So those exactly are two hate doing. crimes. Yeah. In in, in one. one. Yeah. yeah. So don't try and be doing this, you know, this ingenious thing about oh, it's because it's black because people have an agenda. Mm. But if you're for me personally, if you're for black people, you got to be for all black all people. All black people so for sure. There's none of this separating, mm. cutting ourselves into little pieces and that. So yes. yeah. Uh, but again, wishing him a speedy recovery. For sure, and for that's sure. the news. Ah, that's that's on music. Film TV. I've got to, there's a lot here, but I'm gonna try and plow through it. Uh Black Panther is uh, I was surprised to see this. I'll be honest, I'm very surprised to see that um, it's, okay. it's getting it's tell getting me, Oscar tell me, buzz. Tell me what you think because okay, go on, go on, tell me what you think. I saw it. I saw it once. It was a good movie. Um I'll be real. Wasn't even the best Marvel movie of last year. So how it's in the <laughs> what, contention. What was the best Marvel movie? Oh, Infinity War. Don't be silly. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> how it's in the contention to be winning best movie. It sounds like I, I'm 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 happy for them, but you know what? There's a part of me that isn't because it, there's a part of me that feels like after I think it was two years ago with the uh, Oscars all white type thing. Oscar so white. Oscar so white. That yeah. was it. Sorry, I feel like this is 
a reaction to that rather than right. a genuine belief that right. this is, you know, it, it, so it's, it's uh, for those of you who don't know, it's been nominated for best uh, picture, the highest award at the Oscars, um, amongst others. Um, but no, no acting awards, funnily enough. Like, mm. it's very rare that mm. what gets nominated for Best Picture mm. doesn't have any nomi- yeah. nominations for performance. Yeah. Not even, like, supporting. Yeah. Very interesting, that. Um, it's got some, like, uh, what's technical awards here. Yeah. Like the, co- the costume, brilliant. Costume design. There's very, there's very good elements yeah. of the film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The costume design, like, what kind of looks like a genuine real place. Yeah. The uh, CGI, all the rest of it. Um, sound design is, is pretty good as well. Um Best picture, I don't know, but it won a screen I mean, actor. It won the best picture at the screen actors made, guild it made, awards. It made over a billion in the box. Office. Yeah, but that's the thing. Box, box office and like the Oscars aren't supposed to um, reward films based on box office. If that's, that was the case, the Transformers, the Transformers franchise would have had two or three Oscars by now. Right? Like we're supposed to understand but the I difference. Think, but I feel like in the context that it it was something new mm. that was predominantly black. Yeah, and the, and for it to make. In you know a billion mm. worldwide, yeah. that is huge mm. because it it shattered all claims that yeah. black people don't sell. Mm. So, but then again, like that's why me and you are friends because I'm mm. actually totally in the same page as you because yeah. I have I have my reservations and I don't want it. I think is it a case that we've been used to not being recognized for so long mm. that when we are recognized, we're suspicious of it. Um. <sighs> That could be the case, but also for me, I, that could be the case. That's a very fair point. Like, I, I guess I'm scared of feeling like it's tokenism. Yeah. Could it also be a case like of... Like pandering. Yes, pandering. Because we, we yeah. want it to be on merit. Mm. Yeah. Like Moonlight, I feel like, deserved to be in that conversation Moonlight and win. Because yeah. Moonlight is a film that you can look at and say, that is, you know, an, like an artistic Mm-hmm. Uh, creation Not to say that Like Black Panther but Isn't Are, we, are but, you being a bit Snobbish though Yeah that's That's the other thing Is am I then being Like snobbish But that's At the end of the day These things are all opinions I don't think Black Panther needed Necessarily an Oscar nomination To um To qualify What it is As a movement As a As mm, a iconic. Movie uh, To make it iconic Like yeah. I don't think It needed that But you know what It's a good thing That I got it Congratulations! I'm not mad it. at all. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm just yeah. Wakanda forever. So. I'm I'm glad. I'm not. I'm not like like I was happy that Moonlight uh won the best picture. I I'm I'm glad. I'm not happy the same way about Black Panther. That's right. my personal thing. Right. Um, um. Oh, what's this? This was outside Portuguese. Yeah, I didn't put that in there. Not, not everything's Portuguese. Don't um, like. Okay. What? What? This what? is um. So my turn now. Um, yeah. Premiering on Netflix on mm-hmm. February the first. There's a series called mm. Siempre Bruja, mm-hmm. which is always witch. Mm. Uh, in, in what language? In English. Well, it's Spanish. But there it's we a, go. So, but yeah. it's a Colombian production. Ah, see. And it's got its first Afro-Colombian lead. Oh. So it's re- like, I've seen the trailer and I'm like, I'm here for it. Because okay. it's like, I feel like it's like in, a, in a telenovela style. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's about, um, I can tell you like the basic story though from what I've seen mm. about a woman that was, a black woman that was burnt at the stake. For being a witch, Bruja is witch. Oh, see, and and somehow she reincarnates herself into twenty mm. first century. She navigates that beautiful African Colombian woman. Mm. For me, it's great because it reups my Spanish, you know, because mm. you know I'm losing it. So absolutely, yeah, we just need more like black leads from um, South America because yeah. Black Latinos exist, Afro Latinos exist. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So February the first on Netflix. I hope it premieres on UK Netflix. 
Well, whatever is on there. Because I'd be, be really, I'd be really disappointed. That could be, and that could be my next binge, to be honest. No, seriously. Like, yeah. I, I've watched like the um, foreign language um, series and movies and stuff mm. on Netflix. It's actually quite good quality. Yeah. Um, also, you've been in some binging, haven't you? I have. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I swear, I was somewhere and I heard like the vent. And I thought it was a Game of Thrones soundtrack. You're, you're, you're not I'm okay. Tapped. You're I'm not tapped. okay. I was like, why is that playing? It was, but it was a vent. I actually went closer to the vent. I was like, is someone trolling me? Nah, no. you're not okay. So it's because I've been on a binge on the Game of Thrones binge. How many um, seasons did you watch in, in, and in how long? I watched like the entire seven, se- seven seasons in about three weeks. That's not, that's okay. That's excessive, but not as excessive as I thought you were going to say. <laughs> and I started, I tried to get my little brother into it. He's 15, but he's just, he's just too young. He's just not going to appreciate the dialogue, the artistry, all the, all the intricacies. <laughs> I'll tell you, at 15, yeah. there's some things in Game of Thrones he would definitely appreciate. <laughs> yeah, but he's just, he's just one of those, like, he's one of those guys. He's not interested in like, he's like, yeah, it's all right. Or like, well, like, I was like, Fabio, watch this, watch this. He's like, yeah, I don't get it. I was like, okay, you're dumb. Bye. So um, there's actually a schedule. Um, if you search for it on Twitter, there's a little Game of Thrones schedule that tells you how many episodes to watch um, per weekend to catch you up. Because mm. it's really good. You do have to go back and get all the little tiny intricacies, all the little clues and stuff like that. I also read a book, so I'm a bit of a geek. Oh, see, so, okay. What is it? A Song of Ice and Fire? Yeah, and yes. a Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. The first yeah. book is the Game of Thrones. Yeah, and it's brilliant. Like guys, like the dialogue, like whoever the script script writers are, I hope they're having a very good life. Just probably are <laughs> at this point. Yeah, it's just wow. Um, mm. so yeah, it's back in April, and I've seen the trailer. Yeah, brilliant. speaking of trailers. Um, I saw a trailer. Have you seen this? Fast Color. No. So basically, uh, the trailer came out. Uh, this or last week. Basic story is three generations of black women with superpowers must protect each other. So if like one of the women, it's a grandmother, a mother and daughter, mm-hmm. and the mother played mm-hmm. by Google Mbatha-Raw, mm-hmm. who was Belle mm-hmm. in the um, yeah I know. Am I scientific? <laughs> this is for uh, the listeners. I know you know. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, she plays the mother, so the middle generation. Yeah. So she finds out that like all of them have these like inherited powers. So, she has, and, so she's got a young kid as well. And she's got a young daughter as well. Mm-hmm. So her mum is like telling her about these powers that they have and they're on the run from someone or something that's not really revealed mm-hmm. in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So uh, And where is that going to be? So that is so that it's coming out in I should have put this down. It's coming out <laughs> uh in I believe August. Is it a movie? Yes, yeah, a movie. Oh, it's a brilliant. movie. Mm-hmm. Um it's one of those things where hopefully it comes out in uh UK cinemas. Yeah. Cause particularly black stuff comes out here way late. Do you know what I mean? Very we're late. still waiting for Green Book. We're yeah. still waiting for if Bill Street talk. Yeah. yeah, we're waiting for these I've, things. I've been waiting. Whilst these Americans are having all the hot takes. My brother, not my brother, my best friend, he's mm. seen it since December. If Bill Street it's mad. Talk. Yeah. It's mad. Hopefully Even, um, my Valentine yeah. will take me. <laughs> okay, you got a Valentine this year, yeah? No, I don't, but I'm saying. Mad thing. If anyone's out here, take me in it. Okay. <laughs> Looking for a sweet one, yeah? Looking for a sweet one. <laughs> <laughs> Sacha, you're not serious. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, check that out. Uh, it's called Fast Color. It's American, so there's no U there. Um, but check out the trailer. It actually looks like a, a pretty good film. Who's the director? Uh, so it's directed by, uh, let me find her name, Julia Hart. It was written and directed by Julia Hart and her husband, Jordan Horowitz. They're both white. 
Um, but some at some point during the uh, writing of the script, basically they saw Google in Battle Rule mm-hmm. and decided to write the story for her. Yeah, based so obviously, her. yeah, she's a black woman. Well, she's a mixed race woman, mm-hmm. but we know how that plays out. And so obviously, if it's three generations, they're kind of played into that. Yeah, into that uh, mm-hmm. story. So for me, it's obviously it. In the, I'm guessing the blurb comes from a press release. They wanted to make it specific that this was about women of color. So I want to see how that plays out in the story. Mm. I don't. I want to see if we just cast this a- actress uh, into and she's a generic black. white yeah, story, yeah, yeah. or does that play in? Is it you know? Does is it, does it feel yeah. that race and identity? Does yeah. it feel genuine? Yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and another piece of news. A Black Lady Sketch Show. I don't know if this is the working title or the actual title of the thing. It is the first sketch comedy series written by, directed by, and starring Black women. And that's going to be HBO. Um, Anyone who knows anything about comedy, particularly American comedy, know that it's a big thing for American uh, comics to get a show on HBO. HBO. Yeah, that's like... HBO like the goal. Yeah, it's, the go- it's like the goal of people to get a special yeah. on HBO. So, um... Yes, yeah, straight to series. Gonna be on uh, HBO. Isn't Issa in it? Yeah, Issa Rae is gonna be in it. Um, in fact, Issa Rae I think is involved in the creation of yeah. this show. Yeah. So it's um, and a black. She's got, and she's got her credentials anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. We yeah. spoke about Issa Rae in the last yeah. episode. She's one of those people who's she's on her grind. She's mm-hmm. been on her grind for a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, moving forward. And the final thing on uh, screen news is uh, such. I know you didn't see this, but I hope some of our uh, listeners have seen Sex Education on Netflix. Yeah. Binged on that last week. Yeah. I think so I watched the whole... Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Watched, I think it's like 10 episodes or 8 episodes. Uh, how, long, um, how long per episode? It's like uh, 50 minutes. 50? Yeah, 50 minutes an episode. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But it gets straight into it. Yeah. I watched it after watching um You, which I'm not going to talk about. Have you heard people talking about you? My brother don't watch it. Sucks, it. mate. Sucks. I I didn't, it's it's not. I good. didn't really like the premise. It's not good. And I don't really like the the main actor from because yeah, I don't like him because he was in Gossip Girl and I really, oh and it? I hated him. Yeah, listen, I hated Dan from he, Gossip Girl. He played the character well. The show's not good. So creepy, very. Yeah, creepy. but loads of people seem to like it. Yeah, I, I lo- a lot of people like it. And yeah, it's, like a it's not good. Cult favorite now. Uh, no, no, like, no, no, no. There's nothing no. cult good about it. But Sex Education is good. The premise is basically uh, a boy, a sixteen year old boy. His mom is a sex therapist. He obviously picks up skills from her and starts a sex therapy at his school because teenagers are horny. They want to have sex, but they don't know nothing about it. Yeah. Um, his best friend, however, is um black and gay. Mm-hmm. And he is portrayed by Inchuti Gatawa. I hope I've said that correctly. Inchuti Gatwa. There we go. Who some of you might have seen on Twitter, actually. He's been doing a few shorts on Twitter. Netflix I saw a video, promoting him. But I never Oh no 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 He's actually genuinely funny (laughs) It's worth watching He's a guy who's done The how to do a thirst trap video He did a a video About uh, Grace Ajilori And how he's a big fan of her And how she influenced The character that he plays And if you actually Watch the show You can actually believe that But essentially His story is He started off like on the internet, internet. No, 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 no. He's on this. Basically, um, Netflix have an account called Strong Black Leads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, exactly. And he's um But didn't they get him from going viral? No, no, no. He's oh. just doing this as like oh, okay. uh 
like PR, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, soft PR. But, not but is he hard like? PR. But he's always been an actor. He's an actor. He's like a legit actor. Okay. Yeah, he's like a, like a legit actor yeah. who you know is doing the soft PR, and some people might because basically I was watching the show and I was like, hold on a minute. That's the guy who is doing the thirst trap video, isn't he? So where was the thirst trap? Sorry, it's, it's one of the video. video the, the thirst trap video he's talking about. Basically, he's doing a video of how to post a thirst trap. So it's well, like a tutorial. What, what was that on YouTube? That or? was on Strong Black Leads oh, Twitter. Do you I get see. it? So this is part of the promo <laughs> right. for the show that is right, in right, part of the soft PR. Right, Joe, are right. we up to date? Yeah, got it. Okay. Got it, got it. Whoa, <laughs> listeners, I'm sorry that you have to go through that. <laughs> no, I'm a bit slow sometimes. If you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> If this was about politics. You'd be on there like a bull. Anyway, he plays a character called Eric. Uh, Afri- they don't specify where he's from, but at some point they say his surname and it sounds Ghanaian. Anyway, um, gay, black, I guess you'd say flamboyant. Uh, I don't know if I want to use the word gender fluid, but he definitely he doesn't yeah, present himself like a cis yeah. kind of dude yeah. would, you know, makeup, I think it's nails a done, etc. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, like I don't want to put identity on a character who hasn't like come and said what their identity yeah. or their you know chosen fate or whatever it is. He's a gay is. fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's basically that part of the storyline is him kind of expressing himself. And first you think it's gonna be the dynamic between him and his whole family, but it ends up being the dynamic between him and his father. So anyone who hasn't seen it, I don't like you haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil it, but it starts off going. You feel like you kind of know the direction it's going to go. Um, but actually, some of the beats that it hits, I feel like it's actually a very, I don't even know, very positive portrayal. It's just a good portrayal. Of, like, of fatherhood. Of, yeah, fatherhood. Of, of, of black fatherhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, and particularly, not just black fatherhood, uh, specifically of... Black fatherhood of a gay son. Yes, and African fatherhood. Yeah. Like, I'm straight, I'm cis and all of that. Uh, and... There were elements that I could recognize in that father-son mm-hmm. relationship. Because mm-hmm. I think one of the things I learned is being an African parent to a Western child cannot be easy because the values and the fears that you have and the fears that they brought with them as well, they stay there. Do you know what I mean? That's the, so interesting. Mm, That's so interesting. Because I, yeah. think, I think we'll also like, we'll, we'll address this at the end as well with mm. Twitter talk. Yeah. But, but what you're saying is super interesting. I'm, mm. I've been meaning to watch because I've, I've been seeing everyone. No, do you know what? It's good. It's a genuinely yeah. a, a, a genuinely good show and his performance is great. Um, also, shout outs to the dad who's played by the uh, Obia Opare and to uh, Kedar William Sterling who plays um, Jackson. He's like the school... He's jock. the head boy. The yeah, he's a school jock. He's a head yeah. boy. And Patricia Allison, who plays a character called Ola. Good show. Good smatter in there of our black characters, all of whom are actually significant to the story Because the as thing well. is, I, I, heard, I heard that it was supposed to be set in a British, British school. It's set in a sixth form. Yeah, in a sixth form. It, but in a very but, unrealistic yeah, sixth form. Yeah, sixth form. That's got nothing to do with our reality here. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's literally copy and paste an American high school. Yeah, into into, into the UK. <laughs> so that's one thing you have to get over, yeah, over. very quickly. Because we don't have letterman jackets. Sense. We don't have yeah. all that stuff. So yeah, we, you don't have We don't have lockers. School spirit, pep <laughs> type of stuff that they've got. Everyone comes to watch the swim meet. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, we don't have a lot lo- of stuff. It looks like a good concept that yeah. I've, I've been meaning to watch. Yeah. No, it's just, it's actually a good show, and uh, that storyline is definitely something to to look out for. Um, theater news. Oh yes, yeah, so I was on my journeys last week. Uh, I went to Northampton ooh, ooh. to see a uh, a play called Lady of Cabejo. Quick, um, 
quick review. Uh, if you want to see, if you want to read my full review, you can see that on um our Twitter page because I post it there and I'm going to post it again. Uh, I'll be quick about it. It's basically a play about this. Genuinely happened in 1981 in Rwanda. Three girls at a Catholic convent school were, were had visions of the Virgin Mary. Um, they weren't believed initially. Then they were believed, and essentially they predict the Rwanda genocide. I, I remember um, hearing about this. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was obviously it's based on a true story. It's based mm-hmm. on a true story, as in the girls claim to have seen it. Whether you believe, you know, in that kind of thing or not is up to you. Um, because of the subject matter, it's very it's Catholic. Essentially, <laughs> it's, oh, it's super Catholic. So that's the first thing I'll say. It is super Catholic. <laughs> I can just uh, imagine mm-hmm, spoken by, <laughs> seen by a Catholic, and in the studio with a what? What do you call yourself? A lapse? Oh, no, a, recovering, <laughs> recovering Catholic. You call yourself? I'm a recovering yeah. Catholic. Recovering Catholic and an I actual know, Catholic. But I know, mm. I know all the things that are gonna come out. And once so, you know, yeah. once you know about Catholicism, you yeah. know what I mean. You, you can't, just, you, just you know. can't come out. Like I, I am still <laughs> in it, and I can see what you mean by recovering. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a faith is obviously a very strong theme, and not just Catholic. Catholicism, but actually believing something yeah. um, and a journey of believing whether something is real or not and why it could be real or not. Um, the yeah. Rwandan genocide is a theme. There's themes about kind of feminism and female freedom. There's themes about racism. And I would say that the thing that the play gets does well, I'll say the thing that does well, first of all, is setting up the relationship between the three leads. Yeah. All the lead characters. So there's the three girls, there's a priest, there's a nun, and then in the second half, there Sounds is like a... Sounds <laughs> does, doesn't it? And in the second half, there is a... a is he a bishop or a priest? He's a priest who's been sent by the Vatican. Yeah. All of them actually do very, very well. They mesh well together. They've got good chemistry They've got good kind of emotional range, good performances. Where I definitely it, want to see it because I feel like maybe you should like do the rounds. And yeah, I hope it does. Come, I hope it go does. Go around yeah. the country. I genuinely hope it does. Make its way down to London. Where it falls short, however, is as I mentioned, there's a lot of themes in there, mm. and particularly the first, the first half, the first two acts before the interval. You spend the whole time thinking, where is this going? Like, mm. I guess I, when I left at the interval. Me, my fiance, and my friend who like got me the ticket hookup, uh, Ben, shout out to you. We all said the same thing. We couldn't get the point. Um, and it's something that ugh, needed just a bit more focus. Mm. Instead of throwing all of these themes in there, it should have just decided where yeah. it was going. Yeah, yeah, that story of faith was strong enough to carry it. Because yeah. you see that in the second half, it kind of yeah. drops some of these elements and sticks with that. Right. But um, Lady of is currently playing at the Royal and Derngate in Northampton till the 2nd of February. So if you're in and around it, I would say if you're in and around Northampton, it's definitely worth going to. I feel like the students um, should go. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and if it does make the rounds, again, it's definitely worth going to. Um, just be prepared to... Um, wonder a little bit during the first <laughs> half. It's not terrible by any means, but it's it could do some work. Again, full review is going to be available on our Twitter page if you want to read my full thoughts on that. Um, another bit of theatre news, Bush Theatre won the London Theatre of the Year at the Stage Awards, which is great news because this is actually a theatre run by a black person. Bush Theatre, I'm trying. Shepherd's Bush. Yeah, it's Shepherd's Bush. So Lynette Linton was yes. announced... End of last yeah, year as the um, yeah. artistic director. Yeah. Uh, so doing great things. Uh, and coming 
up early next month at the Bush Theatre is the Babylon Festival, curated Ooh. by Toby Cheramating. I hope I said her surname correctly because I never actually have to say it, but that's how she said it in the video. So, Toby, if I said it wrong, at me and slap me up in it. Um, don't know. Don't. I love Toby, man. Yeah, to- oh, everyone loves. Great. Everybody loves she's Toby. Great. Everybody loves mm-hmm. Toby. Uh, so there are three themes of the um, Babylon Festival: loud, which is about music gigs, electronic music, alternative, uh, alternative music. So there'll be acts like uh, Nabiha Iqbal, uh, Touching Bass, Shy One, Wulu, uh, House of Pharaoh, and Sam Wise. There is Speaks, which will feature a live podcast from the receipts uh, and the Nerd Council yes. and a panel discussion led by Gauda Magazine and female Muslim creatives. And there is a Residence, which is going to include theatre takeovers from Skin Deep's Sonic Transformation, uh, which is also going to have an interview section in there. Uh, a music gig by Moses Boyd and the Cocoa Butter Club, which is a queer cabaret collective Ooh. headed by my Zambian sister, Sadie Sida. Sadie, if you're listening, only <laughs> shiny baby. Um, Your yeah. actual sister? Well, no, no, she's not my actual sister. <laughs> okay. But we're both Zambian. Because you have a sister. I do have like a sister, her. yeah. No, no, no. Okay, Sadie, right. we, we, we are Zambian family. Of course, of course. Yeah, she invited me to actually see Coco Bar Club once and it was great. Cabaret, black people doing cabaret. Uh, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm geeking. Black queer people. Basically the reason she started it, I can I feel like I'm entitled, I can speak for her. Yeah. So the reason she started it was um, in the like queer cabaret uh, and drag uh, king and queen scene. Yeah. A lot of white people feel still entitled to do stuff like um, blackface mm. and shit like that. And it's one of those things where like queer whites are like, yeah, you know, they they don't see racism because in that way they are oppressed as being queer. But I don't see that black queers are mm. oppressed by being black and, and queer. queer yeah. So within that queer community, yeah. they are not still you know, seen as equal. Mm. And obviously she was like, no, fuck that noise. Mm. It's like the Cocoa Butter Club. That's brilliant. Actually, I do, I do want to go see that. Nah, 100% do. And I'm not just saying that because <laughs> yeah, it's headed by Zambian yeah. Kel. Like, uh, do genuinely go like, see the it. The performer studies person in me is jumping. Oh, no, it, 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 it was sick. It was sick. And I'm not even like some cabaret, like, um, you know, aficionado or anything like that. But I went and had a great time. So, yeah. Right. Definitely worth seeing. Uh, and is that all the news? That is all the news. That Wishing Toby all the best. Oh, the yes. Yeah. She's going to smash it, man. Yeah, Toby I is an expert on this stuff. And we are definitely going to have her on the show at some point in the future. Yeah. But yeah, check it out. That is, uh, if I remember correctly, second to the 4th or 9th of Feb. Let's hold on. Let's, 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 let's check the dates. We're going to put the dates out, the full dates up onto our Twitter page. Um, So Babylon Fest at the Bush Theatre. Unless you're getting up on your phone. Are you? Nope. Ah, oh, Sacha, you're killing me out here. <laughs> Sorry. You're killing me out here. Anyway, let's talk about the uh, the topic of... I'm, I'm already laughing. I don't no, know no, why. No. Okay, but I feel like it's a really good segue because we've been speaking a lot about festivals. Oh about my festivals. God, yes. Oh, I like what yeah, you've done there. We've been speaking a lot about festivals mm-hmm. and they're not easy to do. At all. So I fully rate people who decide we're going to, you know, do a festival about this interest group. If, even if it's just music. 
like things have started randomly and like festivals started like small mm-hmm. and grown and grown and grown. Um, have you ever been to a festival? Yeah, I've been to yeah. Which yeah. ones did you go? Uh so obviously I spoke about wireless. Uh have I been to I've been to Vault Festival, partially because I was yeah. like working at it. Um I've been to another festival, but not enough. Have you been Glastonbury? Like, no, I've never been Glastow. Never been Glastow, have you? No. Nah, I've never been Glastow. I don't think it's my scene, to be fair. Well, everyone who's gone to it has said that it is um anything you want, anything you want to experience at Glastonbury, you genuinely can. I don't know. I don't feel like I was probably the target. You know that we, we we are not the target audience. For no. the full, full. Also, before that, I just want to give the actual dates for Babylon Festival. So yes. it's the fourth to the 9th of February at the Bush Theatre. Yes, I mean you, you said it, but yeah. I, I said it somewhere. I want to <laughs> yeah, I want to be proper. Do you know what I mean? I want to give Toby her her props. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, festivals. Um, one thing one thing that is clear about festivals they are not an easy thing to produce, and even from the outside looking in. It's very clear to tell. Like I used to watch the um, the coverage of Glastonbury mm-hmm. on on TV, and it's like a three day festival yeah. in a farm. And even even Glastonbury, they had to take a break like last year because the the ground had to like recover, recover basically. <laughs> but it looks like absolute mayhem. It looks like like organized chaos, but yeah. something that has to be organized to a tee. Like I always and, wonder, and people oh. die. Yeah, well, yes, people do die. From drug consumption. Yes, yeah. Okay. There's another mass uh, celebration where people don't die every year. But let's not mention <laughs> that today. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> it does look like um, a genuine, almost like a nightmare yeah. to put together. <laughs> to put together. Um, I went love box. Oh, see, I haven't been love box. That's another box. one that I, I, uh, I want to go to. What else have I been to? But isn't it, it has to be a well-oiled machine for something to, for all the acts to come on at the right time and the Bro, right place on all the different stages. Booking. Booking, um, food, Facilities. water, toilets. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. There's a lot that shouldn't be overlooked. <laughs> no. But. Certain some people, folks. Some people do. Some people do. Overlooked everything. <laughs> So we're going to be talking about a uh, fire festival, mm-hmm. a documentary that was on Netflix, and there yeah. was also another one on Hulu. Yeah, do British people get Hulu? Because I don't know anyone. With I Hulu. I actually went on Mr. World Premiere and I tried to watch it. Oh, the Hulu the one. The Hulu one. I watched the Netflix one. Yeah, so I watched Netflix one as mm-hmm. well. Um, it was titled "The Greatest Party That Never Happened." Yeah. <laughs> so they documented the twists and turns that led to the fire festival. Fire Festival being the biggest trending topic. So, firstly, of 2017. What was the Fire Festival? Because I'm sure there's some people who don't even know. We didn't hear about it. Until yeah, the shit had already hit. Yeah. So, to give fan. an idea, basically, it was um, it was the idea of a business uh, entrepreneur slash young business tycoon called Billy McFarlane, and the idea was in 2017 to hold this three day festival. In the Bahamas on um, an island, a secluded island, which was once owned by Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. And it was not supposed to be your normal festival experience. It was supposed to essentially be like going on holiday in paradise, mm-hmm. but with a festival. And it's supposed to have some of the biggest names in music. Uh, Major Lazer were uh, mm-hmm. advertised as being there. Yeah. Drake was advertised as being there. Um 
It was also uh, Billy uh, Billy McFarlane's partner was none other than Jaru. <laughs> <Murder>. baby. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the plan is put on this huge, yes. Oh my god, they're trying to put on this huge festival, which would, was going to be a game changer in in the festival game. Um, the packages that were available were not like your basic package. You could get like a small villa, yeah. or you could um, a cabana, a cabana, or you could stay on like a boat or like yeah. basically a, a yacht. Yeah. yeah, so you know those. It, it sounded like the dream. And, and it was very much targeted towards millennials. Very much targeted towards millennials. Um, um, and very well marketed. The marketing was was actually quite brilliant. It was on point. But just just so misleading and misguided mm. because what was it marketing? Mm-hmm. What, what, what was its purpose? Because it was very much like the influencer kind of like this word influencer, mm-hmm. which has very much become like standard in our, word, in our lexicon. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, so you had all these models, mm. you know, on the beach, whatever, whatever. So what was it? What was it trying to betray that you would go? Sell a dream. So you were selling dreams. Yeah. Because you would go and party with said models and do all that stuff that said models do. See, that's the thing. Will you, it will didn't you be say, in their vicinity? It didn't say that. It just showed them there. Showed them there. But yeah. It was just like, in hindsight, it's like, what, what, were they, what did they want people to get out of that? Like I said, sell a dream. It was to sell a dream. Uh, and long story short, Fire Festival never happened. <laughs> Lots of people bought tickets, but it never happened. Everything that you can think goes wrong. They have yeah. to move the island. The person who actually owned the island, which said, Billy claimed to own. advertise it as Pablo Escobar's island. And the first thing that pops up on the advert. <laughs> the island of Pablo Escobar. Escobar. <laughs> so they got kicked off the island, had to find another island in which to host it. That other island was nowhere near a beach paradise. I mean, yeah. it's still an island in the Caribbean, yeah, but, but it was basically it was a deserted building site. The infrastructure's not there yep. to host that many people. And it wasn't even a place where you could even build that infrastructure yes. in that time. There was definitely no money to do it. Um, one scene from the show <laughs> has been turned into a meme. Um, <laughs> I feel for the guy, but at the same time, okay, I just got to talk about that bit, yeah? When I was watching this, my thought was, you're a big man who's been working for how long? Some 20... T- so, uh, Billy, by the way, Billy McFarlane is not like uh, some... When I say he's a like business entrepreneur or nothing, don't be picturing some like tycoon. Yeah, don't be picturing some Richard old, Branson. Yeah, Richard Branson. That's how I'm speaking. Some white haired dude. This guy yeah. is like late the late twenties. Yeah, he's late twenties, early thirties. He's a young guy and he's, yeah. he looks baby faced. Yeah, and my man was like fifty something. Yeah, and could have been could have been his dad. Could have been his dad. Yeah. And you imagine calling your dad and asking, Dad, yo, I'm in a bind. Yeah. Can you take one for the team? Because mm. you know you're gay, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough water at the festival. <laughs> Sorry. Go, go suck this guy's dick. So, yeah. And he backs it. He backed it. Like I want that kind of loyalty. I want that kind of dedication. <laughs> I actually think Why would you back it though? Okay, so, here's the thing At your big, big age So here's the thing about Fire Festival mm-hmm. I think people really, really Bought into Billy's enthusiasm They really bought into his vision Into, mm-hmm. into his dream He he really sold it to them And I and I do understand this You know, 
I'm sure there must be some psychology behind it, behind, you know, you backing someone and like believing someone, yeah. and, like almost having like this like cultish like figure. Yeah. Like, you know. So he had the he had he was the energy yeah. behind it, right? And even if people against their better judgment were, you know, thinking like, oh, this might not work out, whatever, whatever, mm. he spun it so well. Got the gift of the gab. He's yeah. done it so well that definitely charismatic. Yeah, charismatic that people, you know, went along with it. I don't really, I don't necessarily think like people are naive or whatever, because but you can get into this like cult of personality kind of thing. Mm. So I think that's where Fire Festival was already heading towards like yeah. the iceberg. Because it was it all gravitated around this one man's ego, his mm. desires, and stuff like that, and what he wanted to achieve. Mm. And what I can say with Billy is that he saw he saw what he needed to draw out of people. Mm. Like Yeah, that that's a good point. That's like a good he, point. You know, like he was very good at, you know, highlighting like just just drawing out what mm. he needed like to continue to support and stuff like that. And people went along with it. And I don't really blame them. I just really feel bad for them because they were the casualties. The casualties that we that we actually need to talk about mm. are not the kids that you know, that could afford to go mm. to, you know, the island or whatever, whatever, you know, fly thousands of miles or whatever. Well, actually, it's actually quite Hundreds close. Of it's, miles. it's quite close to the Hundreds of miles, yeah. yeah. You know, and, you know, all that stuff, pay, like, pay extortionate amounts of money mm. for a festival, for a music festival in its, in its first year. I don't really feel sorry for them. I mean, they were scammed, they were conned. I hope they get their money back somehow. Mm. But it's the people who put in the labour, yeah. the workforce, who... Happen to be black mm. in the Bahamas. Yeah. You know? So for context um, of of what such is mentioning there, um, obviously to do a festival you have to build infrastructure, and they were struggling. They were behind time. They were behind budget. They had so, six weeks. Yeah. Six weeks to host. To build and host this huge festival. House people. Mm-hmm. Have food. Yep. Have water. Mm. Have sanitation. Yep. Have. Even like the freaking stage for the yep. for the acts to go there, yep. you know, all of that stuff takes money and, mm, and, manpower, and manpower, which is the important bit here. So, in the Bahamas, obviously, manpower they turned to the locals. Um, so they asked one of the uh, local men who's already working with them to go and essentially recruit local people to work there. They recruit some local people, main well, all local men. Uh, they say we need more And it's kind of a thing where like Yeah they're great They're working hard More men More men More men we'll On you. the promise we'll of you. being paid uh, Upon completion of work uh, Their work was completed You know the the in, in terms of They did what they were told to do And what they could at the time Yeah exactly What they could Given the time frame uh, they remain as of yet unpaid, yeah. and there is in the Netflix documentary a particularly heartbreaking uh, scene where um, a Caribbean woman who was she wasn't working for um, Fire directly, but she was basically the the festival would have happened in and around like her bar and her restaurant, yeah. And she felt it necessary to feed these people who were working. Um, uh, working at the uh, working on the festival, these local yeah. people working on the festival. I mean, she she was the caterer. Yeah, she was she was the caterer. Yeah, yeah, and her she name went, is um, Marianne Roll. Yeah, there we go. Thank you very much. 
and she went into her own savings of I think she said fifty. She was fifty thousand dollars out of pocket. Out of pocket. Because she had to feed the staff mm-hmm. and she had to feed um, the people who came mm-hmm. and to her establishment. Yeah. While the, whilst they were delaying them getting to the, let's say the campsite. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that was would be you know you know mm. and she hired people and people you know wanted to get paid. Yeah. After the fact, they just abandoned them. So we, mm. we had the guy who offered to give fellatio. Yeah. <laughs> he kicked rocks. He ran for his yep. life. There was the contractor who hired locals to come and work. Mm-hmm. And he was also a local. Um, he had to leave the country by boat. Um, other people because people were rightfully angry when they came, you know, after all it was all disaster, after it was cancelled and people were trying to get flights back home. Mm-hmm. The locals had to be like, Okay, where's our money now? Mm-hmm. What? Where is our money? And Marianne, um, she she knows those people. Like the consequences mm-hmm. of of doing this is that you're staying on the island. You're, you yeah. can't leave. There's nowhere for you There's to go. There's nowhere for you to go and you have to face the people you hired mm-hmm. and promised pay. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? Yeah. Because your life your life is at, you know, in danger. Yeah. So she went into her life savings. Now this is a, a, a woman in the autumn of her life, shall we say? She was an elderly woman, so she's worked. Not elderly. Well, she was like, what, 50 something? No. Was she not? 40s. No, you can never tell. Black <laughs> you can't people, tell black people. Um, but she's worked a long time to accrue this money. Do you know what I mean? So like it was just lying there. And it was all gone. Uh, yeah. In the space of what? A couple of weeks working yeah. on this fire festival. She, she and, was hired to, to feed three meals a day to the, to the workers on site. Yeah. And it was her explaining uh, what happened to her and the impact up to this day was genuinely heartbreaking. I, I, I like that bit I was for me cried, yeah. hard, very hard. That was the yeah. hardest bit to watch. She and I and I just I just knew like the bitterness that she felt and mm-hmm. just like that absolute disgust at being used like this. Mm-hmm. Which at, is what happened. She was used. She was used. You know. So, in light of this mm-hmm. and the documentary, we're asking like, who gets to tell the story when a business venture fails? Well, that's the thing. Um, so. <sighs> Here I felt like so basically the story is told mainly through people that worked for for Billy. Yeah. So Billy is uh long story short, he was sentenced for um I think it was for six years, I think. Yeah, false marketing. He is currently not in jail, uh, and defrauding people yet again. Mm. Um, but it was told by people who worked for him. Now I would say he this this for fire, fire, for fire yeah, for fire, fire media, media who were hosting Fire Festival. Um, no, they did the marketing. They did the marketing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, they worked for Billy. Mm. Long, long story short, they worked for Billy. They worked for Billy's yeah. company. And firstly, I was like, it's good that it's been told by this perspective because on the ground, there are people that you know saw it happen, and there were few, but not many. There were few customers, but not many. It's mainly people that worked mm. for for Billy. And as it's going and going and going and going, as in the documentary, you start to feel like. There's one thing, there's one thing that they're all saying, the people that worked for him. We could see that this isn't going to work. We could see that this is going to fail. Yeah. We can see that Billy is delusional. Yeah. And this is where you were talking about all the things that why people followed Billy. And like, I agree to an extent. Yeah. But these people could say at the time, I don't know if it's hindsight being 2020. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But if you're going and telling me at the time, you could see these things were going wrong. Um then I have to hold you as accountable. accountable as well. And I would say it's not just a hindsight thing because all these people 
mentioned their professional credentials. Yeah. They knew it was going wrong and they because they have prior experience. Yeah. Or in other cases, they have no experience and are doing a job that they know someone with a lot of experience should be doing. So they had enough insight yeah. to know that this isn't going to work. But, uh, but going back to that cult of personality thing, mm. I think they overrode those instincts and, mm. and that know-how. Because sometimes they even like self-doubting themselves. Like, mm. wait, am I being too negative? Yeah. Am I being like the one that's like a Debbie Downer and mm. not believing in the dream? Yeah. And and that's and you don't want to be accused of being an enemy of progress. Well, that's it. Billy Billy actually would, would tell people if you don't believe it, yeah. clear off. Yeah. But no one had the guts to be and I, like, and I've, I've actually, no. And I've actually experienced that personally as well. So mm. like when someone's like, Oh, they don't believe in the dream when you question them. Yeah. That yeah. is such a gaslighting tactic, isn't it? Yeah, that's actually a very fair point, like from yeah. someone who's been there. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that's probably easy to say yeah. that from the outside in, if you've never yeah. been in that situation. Especially when you're trying to help mm. and you're working towards mm. something. But if you question them, it's yeah. like, oh, you're attacking me yeah. and my dream. I guess it's one of those things where if you've never been there, you kind of feel like <laughs> you can't take me for a month. You know what I mean? Ask me to suck dick so that we can get water to feed people. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. No, I know, but obviously not going that far. But we talk about the people that worked for him who genuinely said, I can't do this. I can't. I, I, it's one of those things. Yeah. A lot of people like to think we've got this high enough moral compass yeah. to say, no. Or, or it's but, not the moral compass. It's mm. like at the time. Or even enough yeah, backbone. Yeah. Even if it's not moral compass, enough backbone to say no. But actually, I don't think it's a, like, yeah. I, I wouldn't say you're someone who lacks backbone. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but, that's what I'm saying, but when someone tells you, like, yeah. and when you're committed to a project mm. as well, yeah. it is hard to walk away from yeah. that project. Yeah. So, especially if you've invested a lot of mm. time, sweat, tears, yeah. and people cried. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, it, it's hard to abandon a project, yeah. but. It's, it's, you have it's, to sometimes look you have to yourself, it but that's a good perspective so you've given. Yeah, yeah it's a good yeah. perspective that I, I definitely didn't have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like in terms of five minutes telling the story, I felt away, but but then again, it's like are people covering? I I I, I felt they were authentic. I thought they were genuine and honest. Yeah, you know. But at the same time, it when you tell the story when your when your business goes that goes mm. flat. You start pointing fingers. Yeah, exactly. Now that's I, also important. And that's my thing is like, hmm. Who tells the story? Because it's like it's all gonna be highly subjective. Uh huh. Exactly. So yeah, they're not gonna come on 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 camera for and Netflix and themselves. say, yeah, I should I should have done this. I should have. Done. They said it in a way that put the the emphasis or the blame still on Billy. Yeah. Like yeah. if we didn't back, he would have got fired. If yeah. we didn't listen, yes. we would have got that. Right. Wouldn't you know what I mean? They put the emphasis away. But at the same time, Billy did have some something. Look, Billy, the, Billy is a he, criminal. Billy is a yeah. fraud star. Billy is a, a despicable person. He had their pay. Some, he had some yeah. pay. He paid partly, but he, he put people in debt. Yeah. He, people, he, you know, people believe that so much they, mm. like, they use their own personal. But not the people but, in the documentary. That's the funny thing. Yeah. but Like no, the people who were funding him weren't the people who no, were no, Talking. Well, the people in the documentary, like I don't remember that guy who he was um, in charge of booking talent. Mm. He he got into personal debt mm. on his own credit card. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're there, right. Yeah. There was someone else as well that was one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, because he used his like um, a corporate credit card, yeah. and now he has to pay that off. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm saying, people also put 
the money, money behind, into him, yeah. Behind. So it's like it's but, very difficult. Yeah, so those people are different category. His his the people that were working for him and working on the ground, I feel like there is there was still an extent to which they tried to remove themselves from it. And when yes. when push came to shove, they ran. Yeah, they ran. They ran. And and a big thing for me was and this is this is, you know, in terms of like lessons for festivals in general one of the big things for me for sure was um the people who you imp- the people who you impact beyond your customers and your contracted workers yeah. which was in this case it was like the the um the bahamian people yeah the bahamian people yeah. they caught the short end of this in in a big way, and, and, one, the, and the optics look really really bad. Because, listen, because here is a predominantly you know white mm-hmm. you know white nationals of a country of America, yeah, coming to the Caribbean, mm-hmm. which is slightly uh, more impoverished. Let's say mm. you know the GDP is not the same. Mm-hmm. As, you, know, you know they're not as wealthy, mm-hmm. and you're preying on the hopes and dreams of like a five year contract. Mm-hmm. Promising them five year contract would be, be back. You know, mm-hmm. this festival will be back year and year again for five years, mm. and they're trying to impress you. Mm. They're doing as they're, they're breaking their backs, you literally, know? and that's very exploitative. You're mm. exploiting people, and the fallout of that is disgraceful. Yeah. You know, and it's disgraceful seeing like, for example, Kendall Jenner's fee for for even just featuring in, in mm. the in the video mm. would have covered those two hundred people, like the workers. Yeah, who worked, it would have covered their mm. pay. You know. Mm-hmm. Like you're exploiting like the labor, mm. like cheap labor, basically. So. Well, it was free labor. It was and that's free another, labor, and that's another thing about the optics that for me was particularly like I try not to be one of those think PC type people who overanalyzes something. Yeah. But sometimes you have it was to. yeah, it was white people going to the Caribbean, getting <laughs> black people to work. do manual intensive work For and free. then not paying them. Do you know what I mean? Like, Have I don't need of, to... Exactly. I don't need to... Draw, and, and it's one of those things, I didn't want to look at it that way, but that is what ended up happening. And that really sucks. And I think... Like, if, if we're going to question, like, generally, like, you know, festival putting on, I think it's very important to remember the impact mm-hmm. that a festival has beyond your, yeah. uh, your chosen audience. Like, yeah. these things do have uh, uh, an impact whether it's something as big as fire or yeah. you know as big as cluster much smaller there are people are like beyond just you and also that are going to be impacted and affected and they are actually human beings yeah and another thing that mm. really irked me was you can see how a co- you know a company's worth and like how by how they behave and what mm. their ideals are so how they behave after the fact you know after the after Something's happened, da, da, da. and there's just been no accountability. There's mm-hmm. been no apologies, nothing, and it's just like the way you know when you want something from someone, you sweet talk them, you do this, you, do that. Yeah. But, the, but the minute they cease to be useful to you, you're done. How you behave says a lot. Yeah, it says a lot about you in your character and your lack of integrity. Mm. To be fair, yeah. So um, another question is like. You know, social media mm-hmm. was like integral in spreading the the dismal failure that Fire Festival was. Yeah, and that sandwich. <laughs> what was the sandwich? That cheese sandwich was iconic. Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Some basically somebody there got 
uh, instead of this like luxurious food and something that they were promised. Yeah, they had a cheese sandwich. They posted that this is what we're being fed at Fire Festival. The cheese sandwich and it went viral. Sorry, but it didn't have butter. It was, it was basically cheese on bread. <laughs> It was the most. That's what it was. And not even like put into the oven and toasted yeah. up. Like yeah. it was. It was bread out of the bucket. Yeah. And it was like a, that, that dirty American cheese as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, like nasty manufactured cheese. Manufactured. <laughs> <laughs> with, that, with a bit of salad yeah. that was dry. And it's just like, wow. People paid mm. money to come here. Yeah. But. Do you feel bad for them? Do you feel bad for the, for the people? Yeah, that's that's the thing. They are in all likelihood going to get some type of justice. And like we need to wrap this bit of this. But I think, for me, it's 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 a few things come from Fire Festival. One, um, people want to... People want to sell dreams because people want to buy yeah, dreams. Yeah. I, that's that's the truth of it. And, at the end of the and day. it's also speaking of the times we're living in. Mm, exactly. Like, I don't want to shit on millennial because I'm a millennial, but... This whole thing about, you know, Instagram mm. and, you know, how slick marketing... A, a materialistic <laughs> yeah. and instant gratification generation. Yeah, how- we we hate hearing it, but we have to see the truth in it. Something like fire, even the idea of fire doesn't come across, doesn't... doesn't As organic. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's not uh, an idea that you can sell to this specific generation if this is not something that this generation wants to buy. Yeah. Um, if you're putting on a festival, be real. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Ambition is great, but... Be fucking real and don't defraud people. And just think about the impact of people kind of not in your quote-unquote immediate circle of things that you're going to do. And as a consumer, Mm. if it sounds too good to be true... Probably is. Probably is. Yeah. So So that was Fire Festival. Those are probably some of the lessons that can be learned. Um, Yeah, it's on Netflix. Just type... Oh, it's Fire with a Y. F-Y-R-E. Yeah. Featuring R-U-L-E. Hey, I hate you. <laughs> Sacha, right. what's your song of the week? Okay, my song of the week is um called "Be Here Now." Oh, you stuck with that one, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My girl was umming and ah. I was umming and ah because I'm like, I don't want to come out as moist. I don't want to come across as moist. But um, by Ray Ray Lamontagne, he's got a beautiful voice. He's a Canadian singer. I've loved him for, like for years now. Um, he's he's got other songs like Trouble and. Um, I can't remember the songs, but he's got a great song. My memory's really bad. It's called Be Here Now. Um, the reason I recently connected with it again, I was watching 27 Dresses. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I really, I really enjoy like the soundtracks to like movies and stuff. I mm-hmm. really get a lot of good songs from there. Yeah. So um I think I already had the song, but I was like, oh my god, I've got the song. So yeah, um, yeah, see what you think of it. Yourself get lonely, child. It's only time it will go Don't look for love in faces, places. It's in you. That's where you'll find. So that's such a song of the week, and that is. Be Here Now by Ray LaMontagne. Okay, moist. Um, 
I'm moist anyway, so I can say, "Oh, you had to be, you came in early there." My song of the week, uh, it was actually sent to me by by, by my fiance. Oh, um, it's called sharing music is a love language. Uh, is it? Yeah, uh, very much her love language, but I uh, oh, love her for it. Must be nice. Many reasons. Yeah, it's nice actually. It's lovely. Like when I say must be nice, you're not supposed to agree, though. Well, why? It's nice. Um, it's got future in your eyes. Uh, by I don't know how to pronounce it. Tay J Tay T J A N. John, Tay John, mm. might, be, might be a silent T. John. <laughs> anyway, song's called "Future in Future in Your Eyes." Ready, no score. I see my future in your eyes. You unusually divine. Shope shetiwa, shama shetiwa. Yeah, I can I can admit to being moist in it. So that's my song of the week. Uh, this is giving me like Zook. Yeah, it is, isn't it? it is low key. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, it gave me kind of. I so when I heard it, I thought the guy's definitely. I thought he was French. Southern African from south of the equator. Really, Nigerian. Couldn't believe it. He's Nigerian. He's Nigerian. Yeah, I couldn't believe that it. That sounds very. Like, do you know what? I'm pretty sure he took a a trip down south because he must have. Then West Africa. I feel like I'm just are you there, second are you, week in a row just there, getting out West Africans. But come on, man. Nah, they, they, it feels very zookish. Oh, yeah, because I keep thinking you're Angolan and you're not. You're from Guinea Bissau. <laughs> I'm not Angolan, no. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, no. no nothing wrong with being Angolan. Love there's nothing them. wrong with being Love them. Oh, yeah, there's just definitely nothing wrong with being Angolan. Not, They're from south of the equator. But that's not me. And everything's great at south of the equator. Uh, you want to mention something about Aloni quickly? Oh, okay. Sharpish. So, speaking about Africans, so yeah. there was a, a Aloni dilemma. Oh, my gosh. Is it? That... Is it about <laughs> helping your, your mum-in-law in the kitchen? <laughs> Like that ties in so well that Africans, like you know, African stuff, like we were talking about earlier, and yeah, what it means to be African. Because yeah. a lot of people making like a lot, giving me like hot takes on it's African. And I just thinking like certain certain things, yeah, can be you know contribute like can be considered African, mm. but it's more specifically from a certain country. Yeah, in Africa. Yeah. So basically, long story short, the dilemma was. Um, a guy took his um, girlfriend to see to meet his mom, mm-hmm. and the mom asked. It was like a clip of a of a movie, and the mom asked, oh, "So, my dear, let's go to the kitchen so he can cook." And the girl was like, "Are you trying to be funny?" <laughs> it was like it was like a dramatized, yeah. dramatic, right? It's not like real life. And she was like, "I'm not here to come and cook." Blah 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 blah. And Aloni asked, "So, who's in the wrong?" Mm. And this broke Twitter today. It broke. Yeah, I was I've seen like, it. What the hell? Is I saw. Going on? I saw bits of that. So, what, what's your opinion on that? Being being an quote unquote African. Who's what do you mean quote unquote? Man was but, born in Africa. But, but I'm saying, but I'm saying like the way the way African is used in this in this context. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get. Yeah. I get what you mean. Um. Ugh. The mom shouldn't. The mom. The mom shouldn't do that. The mom shouldn't just come and expect that. Yeah. Uh, from the daughter-in-law. Because in my culture, there are. I should know. <laughs> <laughs> in my culture, there are guest rights. You know, the guest, yeah. 
the guest is just you're a guest. Mm. You're tr- you're in my house. I'm gonna treat. To be fair, to be I'm fair, that's that's actually the same in my culture yeah. as well. That wouldn't actually be an I expectation. Would, like that would like, that's wild to me. Mm. And people are like, oh, well, you know how Africans are. I'm like, and mm, realistically, if it's to go to the kitchen, it's specify. not. It's not just. It's like more social time. Whether you agree with women's social time should be in the kitchen or not, but it, that would be more it than that. You yeah. have to come and cook and serve everyone. Like it wouldn't be to, the expectation. Like it's, a, it's a completely benign situation mm. that it doesn't have any deeper meaning is a lie. Yeah. Because, you know, my dear, like, I don't even know anything in your kitchen. Why mm. Why would you want me? You don't, you don't know about my the hygiene em- levels. Yeah. You don't know anything. Why would you? Because I because I have a uterus. Yeah. I'm automatically. The implication is you come and cook go, for the men, no, basically. That's that's, that's really that what it is. That is crazy because your son would probably be best suited mm. to go and cook for you. Yeah. And the people saying like, oh, well, it's a, it could be a bonding exercise. But we can actually bond, can bond over, over different other things. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't. We can, we can bond about how dumb your son is. Mm. You know, kind of thing. Oh, he's so dumb. You know, kind of thing. But you don't have to go. You know. So I think like it's a really weird kind of thing, and it's like, and even within even within culture, culture is movable. It's not. Mm. It's not stuck. It's in, not solid. It's not yeah. stuck in a place and time. Yeah, yeah. So you can actually change culture. Yeah. So come and give me that. That like, that's just damn right rude. I'll tell you what. Though, obviously, the people that said it are people who either uh, are not don't want to challenge thoughts or benefit from that type of thing. Yeah, you probably, that's, and, and that's the truth think, of it. And I also think some, some people can't wait to be like these tyrannical oh, yeah, trust mother-in-laws. Because it's me. like, that is so unreasonable. They can't, they can't wait to get their yeah, time anyway. that is so unreasonable. Yeah, you could probably go into it and see that still going on because you know, Twitter loves to drag things on for an unnecessary long amount of time. Satya, where can the people find you? I've got a plug, um, Diaspora Development. Oh, yes, go. Um, it's February 21st at the African Center. Africa Center. Africa Center, we'll yeah. We'll be there. Um, get your tickets. Um, you can look for us on Twitter, Diaspora Development. Um, our email is hello at diasporicdevelopment.org. We've got our website coming out. Get your tickets. Um, sign up to the newsletters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, you can find me at me personally at impression yes amazing project uh and you can find the show on twitter at artistic som on instagram artistic som pod and on facebook artistic state of mind do not forget to share retweet subscribe and review us on itunes also on soundcloud and spotify you can find me on at Chama underscore K-A-Y on the Twitter. That is us for this week. Hopefully it's not snowing. Hopefully we can get home. Hopefully <laughs> you're not all too cold in the winter blues. Have a great two weeks and catch you next time. Bye.